Welcome to Holy Spirits, the show where we're not going to heaven, but you might be. My name's Mike. I'm Tara. I'm Heather. And our email address is holyspiritspodcast <laughs> at gmail.com. We're already like kind of sloshed. <laughs> yes. Lord. Okay. And we're also on SoundCloud now. Uh, SoundCloud, SoundCloud.com slash uh, holy underscore spirits. Which Sounds we're right. Very yes. excited about. And that's Whatever, fucking Google it. Yeah, um, yeah, we have a Facebook page too. We have a yeah. Facebook page too. Message Tara for it. Yeah. Um. So. But you'll never know my last name. They <laughs> <laughs> don't know our last name. Uh, Security. we're already off to a rocky start. So, <laughs> yeah. the Holy Spirit of the day's whiskey. Clink clink. 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 Oh god. <laughs> mm. how, how many? How many shots? I had two, I had two shots because it's Heather's son's birthday. Um, and Tara's. And Tara's birthday was. Happy birthday! Yeah, we're so many birthdays now. Yeah, so many April's birthday shots. a rough month. <laughs> a rough month. Yeah, diamonds and shots. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we happen in April. I'm like slurring my words. Yeah, you guys. Yeah. Uh, so today we're talking about Cain and Abel. We are resuming the story uh, immediately after the Garden of Eden. So why don't we start, Tara, by... Uh, so first of all, can you recap the Adam and Eve story? Yes. Yeah, so Adam and Eve, they were created in the image of God. Adam came first, and God was like, hey, you're going to be in the image of me. You're going to go and live in this place called Eden. Yes. And then he, Adam got a little bit bored. So God was like, listen, I'll make you a friend. It's going to be a chick named Eve, but there may have been some other people, but it depends on what story you read. And then, um, they lived harmoniously until somebody came up to Eve. It's a little disputed on whether or not it was Satan or whether it was a serpent or whether it was the other people that depend on the story, you know, come up to Eve and are like, Hey, why does God get to leave Eve, Eden, <laughs> why does God get to leave Eden and live all like out there? So you should eat this apple so that way you have thoughts and feelings. Or banana. Or banana. And yes. Or pomegranate. And let's, let's talk about that a little bit because I feel like it's an important topic. It could be any fucking fruit you want. It's just the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. It's a fruit on a tree. And you know what? You need to let God stop telling you what fruit it is. Because it doesn't have to be an apple. It could be a pomegranate or my story is, and I feel true in my heart and soul, a fucking banana. And so anyway, so Eve eats this banana. And then all of a sudden she becomes, becomes all righteous and knows thoughts and feelings and gets horny. And she goes to Adam and is like, you should eat this fruit because it changes your life. And Adam, being a man and being easily swayed by whatever a woman says, was like, okay. okay. <laughs> exactly. Like, whatever. I do what you do. And then he ate it, and then they became and all he's knowledgeable. Like, how you doing? Yeah, and then they're all, how you doing? So then they're sitting around. And Adam can't make eye contact with God because he did this bad thing. And Eve, now they realize they're naked. Yes. <sighs> And so that's when they get the leaves and start covering themselves. 
<laughs> they do get the leaves, yeah. <laughs> and they start covering themselves up. And so then they're all sitting around the campfire one night and are like, okay, what was your day like, God asks. And it's like, just like that family dinner when your mom asks you what you learned in school that day. And you're like, don't want to answer because really you didn't do anything except for like pass notes with Betty across the aisle. <laughs> that was Adam, okay? And so he's not making eye contact with God and he's like, hey, why are you all covered up? Why are you acting weird? Do you have something to tell me? And I was like, I don't have anything to tell you. <laughs> and Eve's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Adam, stay cool. Stay cool, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> and God's like, that's it. Go to your room. <laughs> and then he corners Adam. And Adam confesses that he ate the fucking banana. And then God's like, get the fuck out of here. Damn get Adam. the fuck out of my holy home. You've crossed the line, good sir. Get out. And so then they get banished. I said good day. And, and, yes, exactly. Good day. <laughs> and I do not want you to call me for money, Adam, because this is over. And so Adam and Eve get pushed out the doors. They can't come back. And that was where the scene ended with... One who... No, who oh, who's, oh. Gar who's guarding Eden? Some angels. The cherubs. The cherubs. The cherubs. With their... <laughs> with, with their little glasses and um, in my world, the like SWAT team um, sweater vest thing, no, t-shirt that just says SWAT and the big like aviator glasses are like, are you on the list? Fuck you, you're not on the list. That's the cherubs and my Eden. Uh -huh. Nobody's on the list. Nobody's <laughs> on the list. You gotta be created in this shit yeah. to be on the list. <laughs> so anyway, they're out the door. They don't have any support from daddy anymore, and they gotta make it on their own. And it's basically a John Mellencamp song. Booyah. I love it. Uh, <laughs> as is the gold standard on the show. That was mostly right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, With so me drinking basically three shots of whiskey with like a splash of Diet Coke. So, Tara... So, Cain and Abel are Adam and Eve's kids. Yes. What can you tell me about them? Okay. So, Cain and Abel... Now, my recollection of the Bible is that Cain and Abel are not the only two children of Adam and Eve. That there is actually a third son named something with an S. I'm going to say... Seth? <laughs> I was going to... For some reason, Sodomy is making but that's oh, not God. right. Cain and Abel were such disappointments, so we had another one, and we named him Buttfuck. <laughs> yep, yep. Um, I think I'm going to go with um, Sagittarius. <laughs> There's some Sagittarius saggy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> Cain, Abel, saggy. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, they named they named him Saggy, and then he had a really crazy ball sack, and that's where that comes from. Yeah, yeah. Basically, they're their kids, and Adam and Eve are trying to create this world outside of the gates, away from the cherubs, and their sons grow up thinking, you know, I'm the shit, and I need to have some other people with me and mate and stuff, and then a fight happens. Something happens with the brothers where they get upset, and they fight each other, and then somehow... Um, it like one prevails. I don't remember who it was, but one of them prevails and they get like the blessings of, I feel like God doesn't bless them because he's kind of pissed at them, but maybe he blesses them. But they like are the, they're the group that gets like nice things outside. But then the other side are kind of like, 
they're angry and like their generations that spawn from that sun are just like assholes. <laughs> oh my god, we're gonna have so much fun. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, so you're but gonna But then that third son saw me. That <laughs> He's got, he's got a story, too. I'm soldering. Mm. Saggy. Okay, so first of all, I would like to raise the question, why have kids at all? Remember when they left the garden and God was like, Eve, your pussy's going to break every time you give birth? And, like, I know you haven't yet, but all of your childbirths are going to be terrible, blah, blah, blah. So, like... <laughs> Why fucking have kids? There are no shamey in-laws. Adam and Eve don't have, you know, like, her mom isn't like, why won't you give me grandchildren? You know, like, there's no, so, like, yeah. we should go into all of this with the predication that they were just fucking, like, animals and didn't realize anything was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Biology. That's my interpretation. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So Eve plops out two sons. Mm-hmm. Only two? Only two thus far. Okay. So uh, the first one is Cain. He's a farmer. And then there's Abel, he's a shepherd. <laughs> Aren't those the same occupations? No, like a farmer making plants and oh. a shepherd like leading a flock. Okay. Making plants. <laughs> making plants. Growing plants. Growing plants. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. He's like, he's mm, making plants. <laughs> <laughs> he wiggles his nose yeah. like Samantha. Those are the two sons. There are some other sources that say that they had sisters. Sometimes they had twins. Um, sometimes that... So if Adam and Eve are the only people in the world, and then they have two sons, well, then they have to fuck Eve to have other kids. And so so the explanation is... I was literally choking on your drink, and I thought I was going to have to do, like... She was choking of... on the incest. I was... <laughs> the incest. I was choking on the incest. I literally thought I was going to have to do some first aid shit. And I was like, you I'm too drunk. Your face, though. You're like... <laughs> <laughs> if they both have sisters, that explains away the incest stuff with other incest stuff. But it's, like, better to fuck your sister than your mom, I guess. I if mean, we're being well, technical If Shakespeare it, taught us anything. Yeah. Right. Or so, no, so the Game sisters... No, Game of Thrones was sister. Yeah. Oh, yeah, true. Well, and that's the thing, too, is sometimes... Uh, so in some of the sources when they have sisters, the sisters are twins. And I super did a Lannister thing. Remember in Game of Thrones where Cersei says, we were in the womb together, we were born together? Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's why they fuck. And it's mm-hmm. like... Mm-hmm. Anyway, but so um, the sisters... I wonder if that's where George R. R. Martin got that. I mean, listen, plagiarism. So sisters aren't mentioned in the Bible, uh, but it was also like a really misogynistic time in history when the Bible was written. So like in um, the book of Job, when they're listing all of Job's children, he it's important that he has more sons than he has daughters, but then the daughters are listed right before the livestock. Like women aren't really very super valued at this time. Mm-hmm. So like ignoring them from the text might not be a anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, so fan fiction gave us twins. Yeah, basically. Okay. Uh, so Abel is probably related to the Arabic word meaning ebil, which means camel, and like like livestock, like animals mm-hmm. that he because he's mm-hmm. the shepherd. Mm-hmm. And then Cain is probably related to an old South Arabian word. I think it's pronounced Khun. Um, that means, like, a metalsmith, because he would use tools for the field to, like, plow and shit. I'm sorry, who's the oldest? Cain is the older one. Cain is the one with the farm. He's the one named after metalworking. Cain, farm, metal. And then Abel is the shepherd. Shepherd. Who has the same word as the Arabic word for camel. Okay, okay. In the story, they both make sacrifices to God. Uh, sacrifices are really big in the Old Testament. Like, like sacrificing people, sacrificing animals. Sacrificing, sheep. so... Each of them has their own thing, so they each sacrifice their own thing. 
So Cain offers the sacrifice of grain, and Abel offers the sacrifice of sheep. Okay. Uh, so... God, Heather. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she was right. One of them does mm-hmm. sacrifice a sheep, but... Mm. So um, then God rejects Cain's sacrifice and accepts Abel's. I mean, it's just grain. <laughs> yeah, he's like, this is fucking grass. I yeah. am not impressed. Right. Yeah. Whereas <laughs> Abel's is all bloody, and God's yeah. like... Mm. Yeah. Long story short, God rejects Abel or rejects Cain's and accepts Abel's. So then, and it doesn't, um, it doesn't ever say why. There is no passage in this story where God's like, "You need to do X, Y, and Z," and it's very important that you do this, or else the sacrifice isn't good enough. He's just like, "You know what, Cain? Fuck you, fuck you." And then he goes to Abel, and he's like, "Abel, baby, I love your bloody little mm-hmm. sheep." Mm-hmm. Uh, Playing favorites, right? Uh, I so, wonder if Cain looks more like Eve. <laughs> so, until he's like, listen, your your mom fucked me up mm-hmm. and fucked up all my plans. So you know what? You're your mother's favorite. So therefore, you will get nothing from me. Right. Mm. Uh, well, and there are some I'm interpretations here. that infer that uh, Cain didn't give his best grain, but Abel did give his best meat. Mm-hmm. And like, mm-hmm. I mean, ladies never settle for a man who does not give his best meat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, little mm-hmm. words to live yeah, by, definitely. Uh, and so then God kind of rubs it in. God says to Cain, "He's like, why are you mad? Like, you need to chill. If you aren't like, if you continue to be insubordinate, basically, you're gonna have some bad shit happen. You're gonna start mm-hmm. sinning, and like, no one wants that. So you need to stay on the right path. Yeah, kind yeah of like your get, parents, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. So God tries to discipline." I mean, kind of. God doesn't actually actively discipline. He's just like, this is a warning. Right. But, like, but nothing's like going to happen. But, like, that stern look from across the room. Yeah. It's like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fucking choose your brother over you, but be cool, man. Mm-hmm. Be cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 And as a parent, you should never have favorites. Right, yeah. You may, but you never. do. You do. Never. So then, Cain murders Abel. It's true. I'm sorry. There is no tussle. <laughs> Okay. It just immediately goes into murder. Yeah. So he's like, listen, God likes you. I'm going to kill you, brother. Right? It's Tussle. unclear how he kills him. So there are a lot of questions that I have about the murder actually itself. Because, like, yeah, that how does he... That's not a chapter? Yeah, no, it's just, like, he rises up in the field and slew, slew his brother. So does he know what he's doing? Does he know what the result will be? Right? Because if you just, like, wallop on your brother... Just like, fuck you, man, I can't believe God chose you. And then, like, he dies, and it's like, oh, shit. But, like, how does he, like, you know... Yeah, was is it, like, premeditated? Yeah. So, and in some of the like, apocrypha... Like, what degree of homicide is this? Is this one, two? Right, because most of the time, it's understood that Cain killed Abel in cold blood. Yeah. Uh, there are some apocryphal sources that even say that uh, Satan, having been th- this... In, this uh, particular branch of Apocrypha, Satan is definitely the serpent in Eden. The serpent follows them out of Eden, is just like chilling, sees how pissed Cain's getting, and then shows Cain how to kill something by dropping a rock on an animal head. And then Cain's like, that looks cool. I wonder if that'll kill my brother. I just want, I know that we've already said that the serpent is actually a crocodile, <laughs> but I just want you guys to know that I actually envision this snake to be like, or the serpent to be the snake like in Jungle Book, mm-hmm. who is yeah. like, yeah. trust in me. Yeah. Like that whole bullshit. 
sleep or whatever the song right, yeah, is. Something like, creepy. Uh-huh. Yeah. One, like, you know that that was at least partially done on purpose. Oh, yeah. You know, like the serpent who's yeah. like, trust in me. And then, yeah. yeah. No, so every time we talk about this asshole, I'm like, fuck you, Disney. The fucking. Yeah. <laughs> but then, so the exact reason for the murder is never stated either. So it really seems implied from the Old Testament that... God accepted one sacrifice and not the other, so Cain's bad, so he kills Abel. I think that that is the kind of the general consensus of the story. Mm-hmm. In the Apocrypha that says that they have sisters, they basically always marry the sisters in those stories. And so there's one version, for example, where Cain has a twin, Abel has a twin, and they're each going to marry each other's twin. And then Cain is jealous because his twin is hotter than Abel's twin, so he kills... So like, Part of, uh, so like, there's, a, wants both. there's an apocryphal story where the reason why they're making sacrifices to God is not just like a routine thing where it's like, it's Sunday, better kill something for Jesus. Jesus is born, better kill something for Yahweh. Mm-hmm. Um, but that they are doing it in a competition and the competition is who gets to marry the hotter sister. Let the record, oh. let the record show they're still fighting over their sisters. Yeah. But like that would add a well, little. Like if I had to fuck my sister, I'd at least want the hot one. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, and it makes a little bit more sense to do it that way instead of they're making sacrifices for no reason and then Cain kills Abel, apparently for the sacrifices being different. Yeah, there needs to be a reason. Yeah, and so the generally accepted one is that uh, Cain was jealous of Abel. Yeah. But, um... Which, isn't that, like, a deadly sin? uh Uh-huh. Ooh. I heard there's a Brad Pitt movie about this tonight. (laughs) And listeners, you should know... I will die for a Brad Pitt movie. <laughs> like, that's my boo, honey. <laughs> anyway, I love you, Brad. <laughs> anyway, so so God comes looking for Abel later, and he's like... Because he killed Cain. Uh, no, 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 because Cain killed Abel, but yeah. then God's looking for Abel. Abel's dead. Oh, mm-hmm. and Cain's like, like, don't look over here. And so, so uh, God strides up to uh, God strides up to Cain. Wait, I keep mixing up their names. God knows everything. So this is this is another thing. Is this is why God doesn't know everything? Because the fucking stories tell us that he has to ask questions. Well, and remember how God also doesn't have a body, and we saw him in Eden strolling along, like, and he was mm-hmm. like, "Is that you guys looking through the bush?" Mm-hmm. And it's like, "Well, how does God have a body? How does God have this perspective? Like, doesn't he know mm-hmm. everything?" Yeah. Okay. He asks if they ate the fruit. Mm-hmm. So in the same way, he asks Cain. He's like, "Hey, where's Abel?" Mm-hmm. And Cain goes, "Cain says, I don't know." Mm-hmm. I so I haven't lies. seen him. I'm he not says, my brother's keeper. Am I my brother's keeper? <gasps> That's an actual sex. Touch your boob. <laughs> but you can see I'm not protesting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you just touched my boob. Heather's like, oh my. <laughs> Say it again. <laughs> so, okay, hold so, on. I have a question. That whole, I'm not my brother's keeper is an actual line from the Bible? Yeah, but he asks it sarcastically. He says, am I my brother's keeper? But yes, that's a line from the Bible. God, God's like, where's your brother? Where's your brother? And he's like, am I my brother's keeper? He's not my fucking business. And if he might be dying in a ditch somewhere, that's probably not my problem. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Ooh, so he's sassafras. And he lied to God, too, because he starts off by saying, I don't know. He said, I don't know. Am I my brother's keeper? So he's being a dick and he's lying, again, to God. God, God, you know? Yeah, yeah. Because he really the artist does formerly know known as God. He really does know where Abel is. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so, <laughs> so then after after Cain says that to God, God says, Abel's blood cries to me from the ground. 
So it was a test. So he it didn't was a test. He knew. He was just seeing if Cain was gonna tell. Yeah, him. it's either that he already knew when he asked, or that he was like Cain was like, I don't know, and God's like, hmm, better do my God probe. Oh shit! There's blood on the ground. Holy fuck! It's eight. You know what I mean? Like oh, so it's uh, like okay. a spidey sense where all of a sudden, like he has to tune mm. into it. The Bible is not very specific about that. Listen, God's I'm gonna need those writers to get their shit together <laughs> and give me some details. Someone call the author of Genesis. Yeah. Mm. Who was that? Who was their editor? Abel's blood calls to God from the earth, and again, the earth connection. Remember, because Adam was made from the earth. You know, blah blah blah. So um, there really is this kind of deep limbic human connection to the earth kind of thing happening mm -hmm. here. But so Cain is notably the first person who's born because he's the older brother and Abel is the first person who dies. So they're kind Ooh. of a, it's kind of a yin yang thing. Yeah. Uh -huh. And also important, and we're gonna come back to this um, a little bit later too, Cain farms, his thing is plants and Abel is a shepherd, his thing is animals. So we have like a kind of balance of opposites and then the balance is upset. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So that's a really important thing too. I have a question and maybe I'm skipping ahead. Mm -hmm. Have they already had children? By they have the not, time? no. So Abel has no children. Okay, so he dies with no heirs. Mm -hmm. Does Cain have children? Cain doesn't have children yet. Okay. We'll get there. So how are there any heirs to Abel? There aren't any. Interesting. Yeah. So this is where sodomy comes in. <laughs> we'll get there in a bit. <laughs> Uh, we'll get there in a bit. So, okay, so God curses Cain. We've had a lot of curses. I knew there was a curse involved. I yep. couldn't remember. So God curses Cain. Um, remember, Cain is a farmer. His whole thing is that he grows plants. So God curses Cain so the earth will not yield fruit. So Cain cannot farm anymore. <gasps> That's his whole thing. Exactly. Mm. So remember the earth connection again. Adam is made from the earth. Abel's blood calls from the earth. Mm. And the earth now rejects Cain. So mm. does Cain go become a shepherd? Cain, uh... Interestingly, no. Okay, I'm like, well, what's his job? Like, no. what, what else is there to do? No, so the, the earth is pissed. Oh, by the way, I forgot to mention this in Genesis, uh, in our uh, Adam and Eve part two. Yeah, how dare you. That, um, so Adam is the Hebrew word for man, Adam. Um, and Adama is the word for earth. It's literally one extra syllable, mm. it's two extra letters. Mm. Like, earth is very, like, I cannot stress enough how important earth is to this whole to this whole thing. And so part of, so half of Cain's curse is that he can't farm the earth anymore. Um, and he, he has to marry the ugly sister. And he has to marry the ugly sister. <laughs> um, and then the other half of the curse is that he has to be a restless wanderer across the earth. So I bet that oh. I bet that probably precludes being a, a shepherd. Nomad. Yeah. But so yeah, he he like everyone will reject him. He has to just like wander around. What was Adam's job? Was he a farmer? Uh, Adam had to be a farmer because God, remember, God cursed him by the sweat of your brow. Mm. Uh, so you're gonna have to work the earth for it to yield thing, and there are gonna be thorns. Yep, blah, yeah, blah, yep. Blah. I just didn't know like yeah. you can sweat doing other things. Right, right. But I think yeah, I think it's a farmer. It's pretty heavily implied anyway that. Okay, and so then Cain follows in his Adam's. Like, and you said that he has to wander the earth and everyone rejects him, but who's everyone? Mm. Yeah, everyone is kind of a loose concept okay. because it seems that at least some people don't reject him. Okay. Um, and you have to notice, too, that there are escalating curses. They enjoy the earth in Eden, then they have to work it in order to enjoy it uh, when they get kicked out of Eden. And now, fuck you, the earth hates you, and so do I. Like, mm -hmm. there is nothing for you. Yeah. Uh, Cain says to God, so God curses Cain, and Cain says to God, this punishment is too great for me to bear. What I'm going to do is I'm going to wander to the next person I find, 
their other people, I guess, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry about it. So he's like, I'm going to find someone else and they'll just kill me immediately. So I won't have to deal with this curse that you've put on me. And God's like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm going to do? Mm-hmm. I'm going to put a mark on you. So mm-hmm. no one will kill you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The mark so he of scarlet Cain. lettered him. Yeah. He gives him the mark of Cain. Mm-hmm. And so first of all, it's very important to note that the mark is not the curse. God curses Cain long before he puts the mark on him. Uh-huh. The mark is the thing that keeps Cain from being killed. Interesting. So, like, does Cain just walk around like a drunken, like, wandering, just trying to pick fights with people, and people are like, whoa, I see your little mark there, sir. Don't fuck with that. I'm out. Right. And no one, it doesn't ever say what the mark is, yeah. what it looks like. Some people think it's the name of God across his forehead. Some people think it's a black mark. Like Yahweh. Some people think, just yeah. Yahweh across yeah. his forehead. Yeah. You got his name. <laughs> and since Cain cannot be killed, is he immortal? So people don't fucking die in the Bible. It seems unless you're killed by somebody. Like well, we're in Genesis too. Right, that's like, what we're I mean. Not like, even, Adam and Eve are still alive. Concept. But so, for like nine hundred years. Uh, the general. We'll talk about Cain's death later. The general consensus is that he does seem to die. Spoiler: alert. Cain dies. <laughs> but but like not necessarily. I mean, some people think that Cain is still alive and still wandering as his punishment. Like oh. now. Mm-hmm. I mean, literally, buy that man a drink. <laughs> I would love to interview him. Get him for the podcast. Right. Yeah. Call yeah. Cain if you're out there. Cain. Yeah. Get your people in touch with me. No. In some interpretations, the mark doesn't keep Cain from being killed in like a holistic sense, but the mark would transfer to whoever killed Cain, so no one will kill him because they don't want the curse. Mm. So anyway, yeah. The, so maybe Cain's not so alive, but the like. Yeah, someone the, with the mark. The someone with someone with Yawad protecting. <laughs> yeah, across. right on their forehead. Yeah. This just ties all into Supernatural <laughs> and the show Lucifer. Show. And the show um, Lucifer. Cain was a main character on the show Lucifer. I have not watched Lucifer. Watch it. Uh, one of the outstanding questions, too, is what is the mark? What does it look like? So is it like a physical mark? Is it a deformity? Is mm-hmm. it just that like when people see Cain, they'll immediately recognize him as Cain? Like, what is the mark of Cain? Wow, I'm drunk. So the curse does continue on to all of Cain's descendants, which is apparently a thing and quite important. Whatever. I don't understand how people are supposed to shun him, how he's impregnating people. I mean, right? Uh, Well, it's not so much that people shun him. It's that people should shun him because God cursed him and that he can't settle anywhere. So he's like... It, so he's got hoes in different so area codes. So that's how he's populating the earth. Yeah, he's just yeah, he's got hoes in different area codes. <laughs> wow. But well, and like you have to think of it too, like he's he, like the original ludicrous. Right. Well, and he's like, uh, it's like a very anti-homeless message where it's like the vagabond who wanders into town and he doesn't have a home and he smells weird and then like he might seduce someone local, yeah. but like that is not a desirable person to have in your community. So it's like Roger Miller's King of the Road song of like truly. <laughs> what is that? You don't know that song. I was born in 2006. <laughs> don't look it up. Uh, what up, Heather? I'm not doing anything. So you said that his descendants are cursed. Mm-hmm. Cursed with the can't grow anything or cursed with no one or being shunned. And no so, one wants to kill you or something. Right. So, uh, yeah, his two curses were, um, uh, his curses were that the earth won't yield fruit and he mm-hmm. was also cursed to be a restless wanderer. This is where we are really going to dive in because yeah, um, the mark of Cain. So, first of all, um, 
depending on who you ask, maybe all of Cain's descendants are killed in the flood, the Noah flood. Um, Spoiler. I mean, that's we we mentioned that when we were talking about <laughs> Nephilim. <laughs> when we were talking about Nephilim on the Angels episode, one of the explanations for the flood was Nephilim or wickedness, and the third explanation is there are descendants of Cain floating around, and God wants them all dead, so he floods the earth. That's not in the Bible. It's not explicitly in the Bible, which is why it's not a spoiler. Yeah, I mean, you can't decide who your dad is. I mean, right, but God's king of the road. I mean, God's pretty genocide-y in general. Like, Mm. I mean, he gives Cain a punishment that takes away his entire livelihood, and Cain says, it's so bad that I'm going to have a stranger kill me, and God's like, nuh-uh, bitch. I mean, Mm. this is... Old Testament God in every sense. The Mark of Cain is an explanation for a lot of racism from the Bible. It's like we mentioned in Adam and Eve that uh, the Bible is the source for things like Handmaid's Tale. You know, like Mm -hmm. it, it can be interpreted as a very oppressive document just as it can be interpreted as a very hopeful one. And one of the ways that it is negative instead of redemptive is that there are people... Still, it's like a very small niche of people, but people who think that black people are black because they have the mark of Cain. And I actually, I had forgotten about this, um, but then as I was doing my initial reading, I stumbled upon a horrible racist website that literally said this unironically. And I was like, holy fuck. Okay, no, we have to talk about this. Oh my gosh. That's horrible. It is so bad. And so, but this is, this is the kind of thing that I think is really important to talk about when you talk about the Bible is that there are individual aspects that people will cherry pick and use them as, you know, uh, justifications mm-hmm. for horrible, horrible things they're doing now. And so this is, oh man, it's really, really bad. Let the record show there are lots of different shades of skin among humans. I was just going to ask, so what are like Mexicans? Yeah. Is that like a weird right? like yeah. hybrid? Right? Well, and if you look mm-hmm. at American race policy, even in the early 1900s, like Middle Easterners were sometimes considered to be white, but now they're not. But like, it's like a gradation. I, I have like studied it before. It has nothing to do with the content of your character. When, you're, when your um, skin receives radiation from the sun, mm-hmm. uh, the radiation zaps your DNA basically. And then if it mutates your DNA badly, then the cells will replicate indefinitely. And that's what cancer is. And so you, what you want to do is block the sun's cancer. radiation. It's a cancer. cancer. God damn it. <laughs> Genius. It was genius. It was. Everyone beware of cancer. Did you see my hair? But so uh, you, so you want to use melanin, which is what your body uses to block the sunlight from zapping your DNA so you don't get cancer. But you also want vitamin D, which comes from the sun. You don't want so much melanin that you block the vitamin D. But when melanin makes your skin darker? Yeah. That's why you tan. Mm-hmm. It's because your body's like, oh shit, I got to start blocking this shit. But when it happens over thousands and thousands of years, so like if you go really far north, they're like, cool, well, I get no sun, so I'm not really worried about about cancer. I really, really need vitamin D. So your skin is really pale because it's like, give it all to me, give it all to me. Just to be clear, this is still kind of reductive. Like there are still lots of other components to skin cancer and vitamin D okay, and skin not... health in the sun and blah, blah. I'm not yeah. a doctor. Yeah. Yes, that is that is part of it, is that I if you have fairer skin. I <laughs> <laughs> 
shit. That was good. That was a good little zap in there at Mike. That was like dookie hazard. Literally strangers tell me that. Oh, but you're so Anyway, but like that's the reason. It has nothing to do with has nothing the to mark do with of the fucking God. Right. Nothing. It was it was a very real historical view of the Southern Baptist yeah. Church, which it so let the record show too, the Southern Baptist Church split from the Baptist Church in eighteen forty five over slavery. The Baptists didn't want slavery, and the Southern Baptists did. Let the record show as well that the Southern Baptist Church did apologize in 1995 for the racism, and they did. Because there was a lot of... Good for you, Clayton. I'm so proud of you. There was a lot of really, really bad racism among all denominations of Christianity because it was a white person problem and Mm -hmm. not a Christian problem. Uh, So apparently there were um, issues where, like, the Catholic Church wouldn't let black people be priests mm-hmm. or like hear confessions because if you are a member of the clergy and you are hearing confessions from a white person then you have spiritual superiority over them because you're the mm-hmm. one absolving them of their sins and that like created a weird dynamic mm-hmm. so like it was never a thing where the pope was like no black priests thank you for asking but like in the south mm-hmm. they had yeah. this you know it was like yeah. an implicit rule yeah mm-hmm. It's also significant, and we talked about this briefly with the um, Angels episode, that there are debates on whether or not Mormons are Christians, uh, even though they consider themselves to be Christians in general, um, in my experience. Anyway, uh, Mormons also initially believed that uh, black people were marked by the mark of Cain. Um, Not not under Joseph Smith, but yes, under Brigham Brigham Young. Um, And so that was... Right. Well, and... It's, I think it's important to talk about the kind of racist core of some of the denominations of Christianity because, you know, for example, the Mormon church gets all kinds of shit because of all of the polygamy stuff, which like, okay, fair enough. They were definitely polygamists. But I do think it's important because everybody gives Mormons shit about the polygamy and nobody gives them shit about the racism. And the racism was a really significant part of the Mormon church for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Well, and part of part of the thing more too- about the racism. Who cares about that? Well, I mean, right, like, but, they, but they don't have a reputation. I mean, it's just like with Southern Baptists. We're not saying that all Mormons are racist and that that's yeah. like a current thing, mm-hmm. but the history of the church has mm-hmm. a lot of really racial problems and mm-hmm. that's not a part of the vernacular kind of discussion mm-hmm. about it. Mm-hmm. And Everyone has their pains and twists about marriage when they should be in a pain and twist on like the way that they're treating other human beings. Mm-hmm. Right, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And you know, I think that it's really indicative of where the country was in the 1800s mm-hmm. where the Mormon church had, was getting shit for being polygamist and not for being white supremacist yeah. at yeah. that time. Yeah. Wait, but, but I'm like super into polygamy. <laughs> like... Tara. Just kind of no, not, <laughs> not in like the sense of like I want to live it, but just like in the sense of like, well, I don't understand why that's such a kerfuffle. Like, yeah, like, I mean, I'd let, have to do a lot more let research. People have as many. I mean, if it works for them, yeah, yeah, right. Well, I don't want you know. I watch Sister Wives. I feel like I'm a like a very educated person about how this could work. I digress. Continue with the hate. If it works. Thruples, whatever works yeah, for you. Right. Oh, yeah. Panamorous? No. Polyamorous. Polyamorous. Yeah, that's what I said. Peter Pan. Yeah. <laughs> Peter Pan. Anyway. anyway. All together now. Well, and, you know, we are a pro-various different sexual yeah. orientations Everybody and practices needs podcast. To just live their life. Just need to chill the fuck out. So there's a different passage, too, that's used a lot to justify slavery um, that shows up in the Bible with Noah's son, Ham. We'll put a pin in that. We'll get to it later. Yes, his name is Ham. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Okay. Uh, but so anyway, that's that's the racism kind oh, of. Oh, I can't tell you how much I want to talk about that. But I know that it's <laughs> another episode. 
Yes, that's another episode. Uh, so anyway. Yes. So Cain goes wandering. Yeah. He goes wandering east of Eden. He's got lots of bitches and hoes oh, in different neighborhoods. So he goes to, um, they call it the land of Nod, <gasps> which Nod just means wandering. So it's like kind of unclear. He's, he goes, he wanders to the land of wandering. It's like, okay. Cain uh, has his own ancestral line. Um, and then his unnamed wife has a son named Enoch. Uh, so this is a different, we mentioned an Enoch in the Angels episode. This is a different Enoch. That Enoch was Noah's ancestor. I think it was his great-grandfather. This is a different Enoch. Um, and so uh, the name is important because apparently, because Cain can't farm anymore, he builds a city because it's like, well, what the fuck else am I going to do? So he becomes an architect. He's so, an architect yeah, I guess. Now. So he builds a city and he names it Enoch after his son. Good for Aww. him. That's mm-hmm. sweet. And so um, Enoch's son, so this is Cain's grandson, is named Irad. And so sometimes people ascribe the Sumerian city of Eridu, because if his name is Irad, Eridu, um, to the story. So if Eridu is the, um, the city that is mentioned in Genesis as Cain built it for his son, then that would make Eridu the oldest city you know, that humans have ever built. And that's the oldest city that we know of in Mesopotamia. It was built about 5,400 years BCE. Wow. So like, that's, that's Genesis claiming that. Right? Oh my god! Are you hiccuping? Yes! I've been holding the man successfully until it's not successful. I just hear her next to me, like, making weird grunts. Uh, so yeah, the question really does remain as like, why are there so many fucking people? Like, it doesn't make sense that Cain has a wife and kids, unless, I mean, you could make the argument that they're his uh, sister. What's the city name again? Eridu, E-R-I-D-U, right? It's in Iraq. Tara, everything is in Iraq. I always get surprised every time. Tara, <laughs> this entire story has been in Iraq. I understand. <sighs> Continue. But so yeah, it's it's very confusing. Like like you like you were asking uh, Heather, there are lots of questions about who exactly is alive. Like when Cain said, "Well, I'm just gonna find somebody to kill me." The only other people are his parents. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, what are we doing? Uh, according to the Book of Jubilees, which is not in most Bibles, um, it only exists exists in a Ge'ez translation. I've never heard of that. Yeah, it's, it's not sorry, in the Bible. It's in a what translation? Ge'ez, which is um, it's a language that used to be spoken in the Horn of Africa. So, uh, like Amharic in Ethiopia is related to that. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so yeah, the Book of Jubilees. It only it doesn't exist in its original. It's not in most Bibles, so it's generally apocryphal. But in Ge'ez, they have a translation of it. The original is lost, but that's the only like full version that we have Mm -hmm. um so it's called the book of jubilees in that book cain kills abel with a stone and then when he uh makes the city for enoch he builds a house with a stone and it collapses on him so he murders with a stone and then a stone kills Mm -hmm. him and importantly no one else kills him he gets killed by the house collapsing so like basically abel being like karma (laughs) yeah right uh like he carried the stone with him for the rest of his life and then was like listen I'm building this house with it. That's honestly a better story. That is a better story. (laughs) Uh, And then there's a different version where, because like we said, we're not like, some people think that Cain never died. This is obviously a different version where he does. There's a third one where um, it's a tradition in Judaism where the mark is a horn that grows on Cain, I guess making him like a unicorn. But then his great-grandson Lamech, who is described just because they do the um, descendants of Cain in the Bible, mm-hmm. his great-grandson Lamech mistakes him for an animal and kills him by accident because he's got this great big horn. 
So like it well, it seems that one before. right. It seems that Cain dies. Most people tend to think that Cain died. <sighs> I think I'm gonna believe that he's still wandering the earth. It just makes you want to reference it in your TV shows. <laughs> <laughs> True. It's not. You're not wrong. Okay. So he wanders. He has some descendants, but like, like where's Adam and Eve in this? Like, how do they feel about him killing his brother? Good. Question. That is a very good question. Like, I just don't understand why yeah. you like, they just be like, okay, well, I had some fucking kids, yeah. now it's on to the next generation, like, right. mommy and daddy are just gonna retire in my hut. Mm-hmm. Right, so what happens next with Adam and Eve? Because obviously, Abel is dead, Cain is gone. Adam and Eve yeah. have nothing. And which, like, you have to kind of appreciate, the Bible really does kind of ignore how they feel, I guess. It does, the, the story does come back to them, but you have to think about, like, no one has experienced a dead relative before. Like, they, their, their fucking son is dead, which is sad for everyone. Like, it's sad enough to watch your parents die mm-hmm. when that's, like, expected in a but part the of the South. But the loss of a child is something that, like, impacts people so deeply. Yeah. And, like, mm-hmm. it's not even a cliff note at the bottom of the page. Right. Well, and Abel is fucking dead, which is huge, but Cain might as well be dead to them because yeah, he can no longer... because he can't mm-hmm. stay around. Like, so that's two kids. Like, he's home for Christmas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so Eve, who had these whole... Rati- like, Horatius. Horatio <laughs> births. <laughs> these absolutely horrendous births had to go through some crazy fucking shit to have these two boys. And then they just are gone and she's just like, well, you know, right. a dime a dozen. Well, and like, that really, that really says no something. No epidural back in the day. Right. right. And oh, like yeah. a little curse on her body saying that these are going to be atrocious. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, and that really does say something about the kind of early Hebrew society too, because it's like, um, the woman is there to have kids and it sucks for her, but whatever. And then the kids have these, like, crazy storylines. They kill each other and they run off. And, Mm -hmm. like, it doesn't talk about Eve's maternal suffering at all, but it talks about how many kids Cain had. Like, it's very Mm forward-thinking, very patriarchal. Yeah. Okay, so... So then uh, Adam and Eve, uh, it does circle back to them, like I said. And Adam and Eve have another son. His name is Seth. Seth. So, yeah, Heather was right. His name is not Sagittarius, nor is it Sodomy. (laughs) His name is Seth. Did you always say Seth? Yeah, that's what I said, Seth. Oh, I have mm-hmm. no recollection yep. of that. Mm-hmm. And they say that Seth replaced Abel. Because that's how having kids works, I yeah, guess. Yeah, you just replace your children. Yeah, it's like, whatever. One, well, they didn't want to replace Cain, because apparently Cain was a bad egg. So mm-hmm. uh, they replace they replace Abel with Seth, and then the race of Seth is, like, a huge deal. And so later on... Is Noah a descendant of Seth? Yes. Uh, and so, and I just feel like that's a really shitty name, Seth. Yeah, I just feel like it's a Cain, Abel, Seth. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> like, I will say too that there's a really cool scene in the New Testament that I think is very cool that people generally don't that traces Jesus's lineage, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Jesus is descended from Seth as well. I thought you were gonna say he's descended mm. of Cain, and I was no, no, no. like, "Yeah, <laughs> no, no, no." I was, I was like, "No, but it's it's this whole thing, and it establishes Jesus' pedigree, right? Mm-hmm. It like establishes that mm-hmm. he is an important person who is from the right Israelite tribes, mm-hmm. and uh, it literally so goes married. all the way back to son of Seth, son of Adam, son of God is like the end of it. It's like through Mary, because obviously no, 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 through Joe. Well, I think it's through Joseph actually. Uh, but, but Joseph's um, not his real dad. Joseph is his stepdad. Jesus has no. But so there's Joseph no fucking blood. pedigree because yeah. there's no Joseph blood. I am yeah. telling you what is in the Bible. Please I'm do not yell at me. <laughs> like there's, there's no, no bloodline. There's no bloodline there. Yeah. 
I didn't invent the Bible. That's like Moses being adopted into the Pharaoh's family and being told that he could someday be Pharaoh. But in reality, he was never part of that Pharaoh's line, which is why he had to go back to his Jewish people and let them be free. Damn. I have seen Prince of Egypt a lot. <laughs> anyway. Okay, so they so, have another kid. His name is Seth. He's quite accomplished. And that's that's the end of the story, is that Seth goes on to kind of live his best life in popular Is he a farmer or a shepherd? I don't think that it ever says. <gasps> or at least not that I wrote down. Well, if he's well, supposed to be replacing Abel, then he's, he's a, a shepherd. shepherd. Right. Well, but which would make sense on Joseph being part of the lineage because he was a shepherd. Well, but then that's kind of confusing too. So I mean, shepherdry continues to be an occupation for thousands of years. But one of the interesting things about the analysis, the kind of literary analysis of the Cain and Abel story, is that um, the story is sometimes considered to be like a metaphor for people transitioning from being like hunter gatherers who like have to chase down animals and like pick up whatever you can off the ground. To being more like sedentary people, uh, Cain not only farms, which means that he has to plant the fields and it's a very sedentary lifestyle, but it also means that he, uh, I mean, he, he later goes on to create cities, right? Yeah. It's like Cain is the real father of civilization here and he Abel is, is chasing industrial goats. industrial revolution. Yes. <laughs> he is the industrial revolution. He resolves the industry. He's the creator. He's the creator. Of, of industry. industry. <laughs> yes. Yes, exactly. Uh, so, and then, of course, of course, there are Mesopotamian parallels for this. There's a version of um, one myth where Dumuzi, who's a shepherd god, and uh, Enkimdu, who's a farmer god, they compete for the attention of the goddess Inanna. So think, think, Af think. She's hot. I was just going to say. She's Aphrodite. Oh, she's like she's a sexy little thing. Uh, okay, but so the she so it's the shepherd versus the farmer, and mm -hmm. the shepherd wins and marries her in mm -hmm. that one. And it's honestly like a very funny love poem. Like I was reading it, and mm -hmm. it was like she keeps going to her brother, and she's like, "Will you do this?" And he's like, "Yes." She's like, "Will you do this for me?" And he's like, "Yes." She's like, "Will you do this for me?" He's like, "Yeah, okay." And then she's like, "But who's gonna take me to bed?" And he's like, "You know, that's not my fucking problem, actually." <laughs> And so the shepherd wanders up, and she's like, well, I can't marry him, because there's... A anyway, it's really funny. The shepherd's like, I will! Right? Um, and then there's a different um, a different one where Emesh is a shepherd god, and Enten, the farmer god, have a dispute um, over whose tribute to the chief god, and Lil is better. And then the farmer wins in that one, which is different from the Bible, of course. Mm -hmm. So anyway, there's lots and lots of kind of variations of this, so it seems the Genesis is, again, borrowing from other Mesopotamian stories. So is the idea that all people are actually descendants of Seth because God got rid of Cain? Yeah, that's the implication. It, again, it kind of depends on who else is floating around, like who are the other random people, mm -hmm. what are the, what's the sister yeah. situation, what's the wife situation, but yeah. It, mm -hmm. um, one interpretation is that the effects of incest are mitigated by god power which obviously i don't find that a very super compelling argument mm -hmm. but that's like one of the schools of thought is like whatever it doesn't matter if everyone was fucking eve and there are no women or well if even if there are women and their siblings like it doesn't matter if you have all this incest you're gonna come out with a ball of fingers real damn fast yeah. but yeah they just kind of explain it away okay then it is important to like Cain kills his brother in cold blood, right? Like, 
it's considered the origin of evil in certain traditions. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. some people think that Cain can't be Adam's son because Adam is so nice. Adam is the son of God. So he must be the son of like Samael, the archangel that we talked about in the past who fucked Lilith. Mm-hmm. Like, ooh, mm-hmm. Samael seduced Eve and Cain is a Nephilim, mm-hmm. which means that mm-hmm. God hates him anyway because mm-hmm. God doesn't like Nephilim very much. Yeah. Like, ooh, you know, like mm-hmm. there's all kinds of stuff like that. There's all kinds of, um, things around around the Cain story and Abel has a really interesting parallel with Jesus right because Abel's blood demands vengeance Abel's blood calls from the ground and God uses that call from the ground to punish Cain he says your brother's your brother's blood is calling to me so I'm going to lay two curses on you that are impossible to live with but Jesus's blood is uh, a symbol of forgiveness right Jesus dies for our sins so that God will not punish us Mm -hmm. and Abel is also, like, relatively innocent, right? He didn't do anything. It's just that God liked him better mm-hmm. or that he wanted to fuck his prettier sister or whatever. Yeah. But, like, no matter the interpretation, Abel is always just, like, chilling along, living his best life. Mm-hmm. And then Cain kills him in cold blood. And so Jesus is also interpreted as doing nothing wrong, being a generally pure person and blah, blah, blah. So mm-hmm. it's kind of an interesting sacrifice versus murder thing. But what we learned in the Pontius Pilate episode is that Jesus was kind of antagonizing, like... He was all like, I'm not going to tell you what you're asking me, like very I mean, much like speaking in riddles. I don't think it's fair to call Jesus, I mean, antagonizing is a bit of a stretch. I think he was being pretty coy because if he said everything, well, but, but part of Jesus' whole thing is that he was saying things um, obliquely so that people wouldn't like murder him and all of his friends. You know, like yeah. he couldn't be like, like well, fuck self- the Romans. He yeah. had to be like, well, it was like self-survival. Like- yeah. Yeah. It was kind of like, if someone's like, did you, you know, break the law by protesting somewhere that you shouldn't have been protesting? Yes. And then or are you, you say, Jane Fonda on the steps of Congress <laughs> protesting? <laughs> many things uh but so i just want to say that um kane is like a fucking cultural icon we've talked about how heather has seen him on all of her various shows <laughs> yeah. like in there's a medieval legend that says that kane went to the moon and he's the man in the moon oh oh um there's in spy kids machete says we're just brothers kane and abel were brothers look how that turned out like in fucking spy kids which is a cinematic masterpiece they talk about kane and abel in beowulf beowulf fights the monster grendel which is like a giant like hideous monster that kills people and grendel and his mother are said to be descended from kane that that poem was written in the 900s but like the idea of kane was like lurking yeah um in east of eden of course by john steinbeck that has um para- two different parallels of the Cain and Abel story. So there's a lot of Cain and Abel in pop culture. It really is like a really important kind of reference. East of Eden. East of Eden, because that's where the land of Nod is. That's where that's where Cain ran off to. That's that's it. That's the Cain and Abel story. At the end, we do a bunch of genealogy to describe Cain's line. Um, and then, of course, like we said, Adam and Eve have Seth. And then in chapter five, there's a great big genealogy that um, serves as an epilogue to that story and then an intro to Noah. Okay. And so our next kind of stage in the Genesis story is to talk about Noah and the, the flood. So how many generations is it between Noah and Seth? Let me think. Because um, Noah's great-grandfather Enoch was seven generations after Adam. So that's great-grandfather. So that's ten generations, I guess. Unless I'm too drunk to count at this point, which is very possible. Noah is not terribly long after Adam. Okay. Hmm. I mean, within 10 generations, which is roughly 
if everyone's living 900 years. Well, that's the thing, too. We can <laughs> we can talk about that more when we talk about Noah, because it kind of okay. becomes more of a thing. Oddly enough, the flood is generally the point where um, people stop living quite so long. People do continue to live a very long time for, you know, several parts of the Bible, but, like, they don't live like they have been thus far for, like, hundreds and hundreds of years. Okay. So interesting. Cain and Abel, I guess I thought, not that that wasn't epic. I always thought that it was going to be a little bit more epic. Like they fight? Yeah. Like, yeah. like as if it was going to be kind of a... A feud yeah. and sides and yeah, politics. Yeah, like it wasn't just going to be like somebody woke up one day and was like, you know what, brother, I'm going to go hide in some wheat and wait for you to walk by and just <laughs> and hit my subpar grain. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to be fair, too, I mean, like... They're probably cave people or cave person adjacent. There's not a yeah. lot of politicking to be done. I mean, I guess, but at the same time, like, I just... If I'm gonna supposed to be learning a lesson from this, I'm going to need there to be a little bit more. Because I'm not seeing... I mean, besides the whole, like, it's bad to kill people. Like, what lesson I'm learning here? Uh, I guess... Maybe I'm too drunk, but, like... Accept your judgment from God. Even when it sucks, take the hand you're dealt. <laughs> Never. Because <laughs> Cain super got passed over. Don't be jealous of other people. Don't kill other people. Um, I mean, the jealousy thing, like, but I feel like there's plenty of stories that are going to be coming up. Oh, yeah. That well, absolutely, and, like, drive that home. Well, and that's why the interesting thing about the hunter-gatherers versus the farmers is so important is because if you think of it as an allegorical story that is about kind of the process of human civilization Mm -hmm. and it's like there are lessons to learn from it but it's not necessarily like a moral story like jesus tells a bunch of parables later that are about morals and like the way that you should approach the world and i feel like from my perspective the cain and abel story is much more this is part of the reason why the world is like that yeah (laughs) it's more of an explanation than a lesson yeah 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 yeah. and i guess i guess i just thought it was going to be a little bit more epic i thought that there was going to be like a twist and a turn of like what's who I mean, like who was the good and bad guy like that there was gonna be like a moment of redemption for like Kate a, like a soap opera yeah where's, where's the evil twin yeah <laughs> yeah I mean we already kind of got like some weird twin sister okay I was gonna say the, the evil twin is the hot twin that they want to fuck yeah mm-hmm. yeah I mean we got some twin action yeah. happening but I guess I just thought it was gonna be slightly more epic is the only word I can think of because mm-hmm. my brain's a little foggy right but like I mean I've been listening to a podcast about the Iliad yeah and how like there's a which okay that's sorry to interrupt you but like the Iliad is literally my reference point of what I think the bible should be like the Iliad like let's talk about some drama that Iliad shit's got some stories and I just it's don't layered I mean, yeah it's like layered the the Iliad is a good example of um it's super complicated there are gods on both sides and there's yeah. all this politicking and yeah. magic and yeah, no, yeah. the Bible is nothing like that. The okay. Bible is a lot more like Cain and Abel bare bones. Maybe if you start, if you stuck around this late, then you get this little tidbit. <laughs> but, uh, recently, you should meet while saying that, please. No, <laughs> recently I found out about two deities in Greek mythology that are not natively Greek. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Um, Adonis, uh-huh. either fucks Aphrodite or she might be his son. He's her son. He's mm-hmm. her son. Yeah. But so um, Adonis is a, a cognate with one of the names of God in the Bible. Mm-hmm. So they call God Adonai. Adonai means Lord, like mm-hmm. high one. Adonai like got brought with the Phoenician trade into Greece as 
a separate deity, and Aphrodite is also not natively Greek. Aphrodite is actually one of the incarnations. So in Canaanite mythology, she, her name is Asherah. In Babylonian mythology, she's Ishtar. In Egyptian mythology, she's Isis. But that goddess does not exist in the European pantheon. So for example, Perun the Thunderer um, in Slavic folklore is the parallel to Thor, in, I was just going to say Thor. Exactly. To Thor in Norse mythology, Thor is a parallel to Zeus and how important the thunder god is. Mm-hmm. Like, all of those traditions are related. None of them has an Aphrodite. Interesting. And the Mycenaean Greeks, which were the Greeks, like, the first Greek civilization, they had their own writing system and everything, then it collapsed for an unknown reason. Then they had a Greek Dark Age. They didn't come out of the Dark Age until much later. The Mycenaean Greeks have a bunch of inscriptions where they talk about Zeus and they talk about Demeter, the goddess of dry mm-hmm. agriculture. And, you know, mm-hmm. they talk about various gods. They never mention Aphrodite. And it's not until later when Asherah and Ishtar and Isis and all of these, like, female goddesses of love and sexuality are around, they bring in Adonis, they bring in Aphrodite. That's also why Aphrodite's origin story is when Uranus's balls get cut off by Kronos, the semen and blood mixes with ocean foam, Aphrodite's creation story is like none of the other Olympians. Part of the reason why is because she was brought in later. Um, Okay, so I think the end lesson was that Cain and Abel is not a very good lesson. Yeah, it's not a lesson. It's basically an explanation to get us to the next part. Like, we couldn't just jump from Adam and Eve straight to Noah, so we had to throw in a tidbit of like, okay, but what happened to Adam and Eve? So that way Mm -hmm. there wasn't just like, a chapter of genealogy. Right. And then we're going to throw in a Babylonian myth in yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what did happen to Adam and Eve? How did they die? Do you know? Um, I don't think, if my memory serves me, which who the fuck knows, uh, Adam's death is mentioned. I don't think Eve's death is. Because, I mean, yeah. why She's would a woman. She's right. a woman. Yeah. Right. She probably died in childbirth or something yeah, later. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was yeah. horrendous anyway. I used the right word. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so that closes out Cain and Abel. Um, Next time, we're going to have a surprise episode. And then after that, we will pick back up in Genesis with Noah and talking about that flood. Right. So to finalize everything, I think that um, we should... This is crap. (laughs) So yeah, next, next time, Noah, and give me some water, some flood. And can we please... You should probably drink some water. Yeah, I will. But we really should reference Russell Crowe. Absolutely not. Okay. I just want to point out that we have not talked about Harry Potter this entire episode. <gasps> fail. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We should start over. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Back to square one. Yeah. Okay. All right. Love you guys. Be love safe. Yeah. Thank you for listening. Yeah. We'll see you next time. Be safe. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>